And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com gmail.com Mr. Swimming with Bow-Legged Women All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast The show is great even if you're sober Well My advice to you Start drinking heavily Jim loves his music and his whiskey A real woman could stop you from drinking It has to be a real big woman This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle Great music, great booze and fun even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean lab. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, Jim here, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is a special episode. This is a twofer this week. We had the Allegheny High on on Tuesday. Um, we have Brian Johansson from Sugar Bridges out of Bumfuck Fort Collins, Colorado. Be- has become a huge friend of ours. Um, Brian and I text back and forth quite a bit now, and he's become one of the funnest, funniest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Um, so a big thank you to him for being on the show today. Um, but before we get started, so as I'm recording this, we are like, I don't know, 40 minutes from this thing actually dropping, and we're getting out of seeing Charles Wesley Godwin in the Allegheny High. As you know, the Allegheny High, like I said few seconds ago was on the show this week so a big thank you to the Allegheny High for having us out tonight I know I had mentioned that we might not do this review but we just got out of this show and I had to do this intro live because I'm fucking blown away by Charles Wesley Godwin and the Allegheny High they were absolutely incredible I had never seen them live before and I will tell you this Every time I have an opportunity to see them, I will. It was almost two hours of just nonstop energy, incredible performances. I just, I'm like, I'm dumbfounded. I can't even believe what I just saw. That's how incredible it was. Um, So a big thanks to Nate and Al and the rest of the guys in the Allegheny High for having us out. It was, it honestly meant the world to me to you know everybody we met tonight thank you so much for following us along and we hope to uh you know see new friends along the way you know if you ever see us out at a show you know 
by all means, say hello. You know, we we love that kind of shit. So thank you again for everybody. Um, so yeah, if you ever get to see the Allegheny High and Charles Wilson Godwin, go. Even if you don't know any songs or whatever, you know, go see them. You're not going to be disappointed. So honestly, there's there's not much more I can say about the show except for it was great. Did I mention that? Did I mention that already? That it was the one of the best concerts I've seen in a very, very, very long time? Because it was. Um, and I got to admit, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, because I, I know Chuck's music well enough now. And, you know, you hear things on, you know, Spotify or wherever you get your music. And, you know, you hear one version, obviously, right? And then you see somebody live. And, my God, for me, that's that's the quintessential moment on whether or not you've got my attention is if you're good live then your recordings could be total shit and i'll listen to you um but anyway so a big thank you again to them now brian johansson so this conversation has been one that i've wanted to get out for quite some time and with the way things have been going the last few weeks i can't yeah, I I had to get this out a little sooner than I necessarily wanted to. I wanted to make it Tuesday's episode, but we have Travis Denning on Tuesday. And again, like I said on this past Tuesday, there's a lot of, a lot of factors that had to play into that. But anyway, so this conversation you're about to hear is interesting. Um, and not interesting bad, interesting like interesting because there's there was times in it where you can you can feel a little bit of tension, I think, between Brian and I. Um, and I think a lot of it was based on not necessarily agreeing with what each other were saying. Um, or maybe I'm just, you know, when I listen back to it, maybe that's how I saw it. I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see what you you all think when you listen to this. But you know what? Even if... Brian and I did disagree on certain things that were talked about. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, we did. Um, or at least I disagreed with him. And, you know, but, you know, the beauty of it is, is that at the end of the day, Brian is still my friend and I respect his opinion. And I think he's a wonderful human being. And I wouldn't change our friendship for the world. I really wouldn't. Um, and I think that's, I think it's awesome. I think it's absolutely fantastic that, you know, we can we can have that sort of relationship and you know that's really it so i could go on right i could go on and on and on and i typically do but i don't want to say too much more so you can hear the episode so without further ado everyone thank you so much again for tuning in today on this special friday edition of the boots of whiskey podcast without further ado mr brian johansson of sugar bridges enjoy we want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, Brian. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? So I'm not gonna lie to you. Before we get this, before we get really into this, I have this like urge to call you Sugar Bridges. <laughs> well, it, it's whatever works for you. So I mean, it it happens well, a lot. I think if 
I think if I started calling you sugar britches through this whole thing, um, everybody in my family that um, listens to this, which is like three people, <laughs> we'd go, huh, not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so man, thanks for being on, man. This is oh, awesome. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me. I, I've been Hell looking yeah. forward to this. So anytime, man. I know it feels like it's been forever since we uh since we yeah. talked about this. I know. Yeah, it it it, uh, it, it all goes uh by quickly though, too. It's kind it, of it, you know, I you said it. You know, I've been you know, we're at the part of the of the year now where like everybody that reached out at the beginning of the year is like starting to, you know. I'm starting to talk to and then their episodes are starting to come out and it's like, damn, like half the year's almost already gone. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. And yeah, our, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Summer's almost here and we're, we're almost booked for the whole year too. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So Yeah. We are, we are booked solid for the, for the really the remainder of the year. Wow. It, oh man. Yeah. I, I believe it. You have, you've had on some amazing guests too. It's been really Thanks cool. man. You know, we, yeah. we're, we're trying, you know, we're, uh, it's uh, it this has definitely become a labor of love. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to say the least. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you have time to do it every week. I mean, uh, um, honestly, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. The probably first couple of months of the year, um, was all shit that was bat- backlogged from the end of last year. Oh, nice. So I didn't really have to do much except you know put it together and set it to send you know um which was kind of nice you know i think between the first of january till really mid-march i may have done two or three interviews nice yeah yeah so it was kind of a it was it was kind of nice yeah no that's a smart way to do it and especially if you have uh yeah a wife and uh young kids i'm sure yeah yeah they appreciated uh, that yeah you know it's i'm at the point now where it's like you know every monday it's it's record night and yeah um you know and then at this rate you know we're in almost the end of may and so i mean end of april so all of may's shows are ready to go you know so you'll be in you'll be in june uh, you know unfortunately but oh no that's awesome you know but it you know so that way come you know december 1st i can take the next two months off after that and not do anything you know so it's kind of cool but i yeah. i know i'm talking a lot about the ins and outs of how this all works and um this show's about you you know no, so, right. I, I was curious anyway so. yeah no no you know it's it's not very often my guests start asking me questions yeah and uh i love to hear the sound of my own voice yeah um, oh, i hear so. you <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah like i said you know this is this is your this is your show, man. So I'm gonna let you, uh, you know, kind of tell your story from wherever you want to start it. There is no boring Q and A. It's just, uh, you know, tell me about you and when interesting things come in or come up or I want to know more. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep. Sure. Yeah. No. Please. Yeah. Just stop me if you have any questions. I guess. Yeah. Too, but... Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I've. Uh, I was born out here in Colorado and um, I've kind of been back and forth a, a little bit, but um, I, I mostly call uh, Colorado home and um, I've kind of had a, a very weird musical journey, of course, too. With, um, I, I didn't really listen to too much country when I was a kid or anything. So um, 
I was mostly raised in a conservative uh, Christian home, so we listen to a lot of uh, Christian music, which is uh, uh, can be a lot of the times uh, pretty horrible. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's funny you say that because I mean I don't know how old you are, um, school or no, I was actually in middle school. My grandfather went to a very conservative Christian um, church, and mm-hmm. I was going with him quite a bit. Um, and it was all like that, like, you know, Lord, I lift your name on high and, you know, I could sing of your love forever. And like those kind of songs, is that the kind oh, yeah. of music you're talking about? Yeah. Well, there, there's that, that's all, you know, all the good, the good worship music. And then, then, uh, like, I remember even, I think the first CD that I could buy was, uh, like a Michael W. Smith CD. There was a lot of Amy Grant in our house as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. So so even, you know, the, the at least the worship music and all the hymnals, that was like, there's some really cool stuff about that where it's at least, you know, old and <laughs> yeah. I don't know, old and there's some uh, some cool history behind it. But then the, like the contemporary Christian music, it just like I remember uh, all these Christian artists in the 90s uh, trying to rap and stuff because uh, oh, yeah. it was becoming yeah. popular. So it was, it was just God awful. Uh, yeah. So, so that's kind of where I was coming from with that. But that's awesome. Um, yeah but um no i then i uh you know as i got a little bit older we you know kind of got out of a a little bit and you know as in your teenage years you kind of try to find your identity a little bit but everything from hip-hop to metal and then you know country was kind of the last resort but i remember having a a landscaping job my uh senior year of high school and they wouldn't let us uh listen to anything that could possibly be offensive so the safest thing was uh, country music and that's what we could listen to on these job sites that we had so uh i you know begrudgingly listened and um i think i heard uh alan jackson for the first time there and i was like this is actually really good so i <laughs> really got into it through kind of alan jackson and um and then it kind of slowly progressed i remember kind of just looking into some other stuff i listened to a lot of punk too and one of my friends had a Johnny Cash CD and that was the first time I heard Boy Named Sue. And, and I was like, this can be like good and, and funny. Like I'm all in. So that kind of, that's kind of where I kind of started getting interested in country music that way. Damn. You know, it, it's funny you say that because, um, you know, I tell it, I tell the story all the time on this show, but I, like, I hated country music, like <laughs> despised. You know, and it's only really been within the last 10, 15 years that, like, I, I've, i like, got into it. Yeah. There's, uh, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. I, I feel like our brains just kind of become a little bit more open to it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 um, I say all the time, like, my musical taste changed with, like, what I was doing in life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, in my teenage years, it was, you know. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, you know, Freak on a Leash, that corn album that had just come yeah. out. So, like, that was that was my jam, <laughs> you know? And then when I got into college, it was jam bands and, you know, smoking weed and drinking IPAs and, you know. And then as I started having kids and getting kind of, you know, quote-unquote serious about life, that's when the country music came in. Because yeah. it was relatable to me, you know? What was I, your first... What was your first uh, dip into country music then? My first dip? Um, so to be fair, my first dip into country music was <sighs> Garth's Double Live album when that came out. Oh, there you go. 
Um, and you know, my, my dad wasn't, a, is not a country person. You know, he is now, I think just because I'm doing this show and, you know, he's very supportive and, um, you know, so like, that was like my first dabble, you know, and then didn't, didn't do anything until, God, I want to say the first time I saw Kenny Chesney live here at Gillette and mm. it was kind of like a, huh, this is, this is something, um, you know, in the Daisy Dukes and the, and the cowgirl cow, cowboy <laughs> hats and the, you know, the boots didn't hurt. Um, but yeah, and it just kind of, it kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I remember, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bar in our, our hometown and, uh, they had cheap, cheap drinks and, um, and line dancing and the women all wanted, uh, you know, all our girlfriends and, and if we were single, you know, that's where all the women went. Yeah. And it was cheap drinks and women. It was like, I guess I like country music now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, yep. that was how a lot of a lot of people were too. But <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, it's true. And you know, I was working at a, a small venue um right out of you know, while I was in college and um Eric Church used to come through when he was a nobody. And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's really what kind of catapulted me. It was like seeing that and my friends being like, this is country music. And I was like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is Southern rock. Um, but whatever you want to call it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of like stuck, man. It was wild. Totally. Well, it's, it's such a broad spectrum too. And, you know, I mean, it sounds like we both kind of were introduced to country music through, you know, radio stuff and radio hits. And then, the further down I went, like, um, I, I got really, uh, you know, when, once I got into college, I got really into Robert Alkeen, uh, Pat Green, Willie Whalen, Chris Christopherson, all those guys. And then, yeah. Um, and then you, you, there, there's kind of a, a, you know, there's just so many layers to all this and so many different subgenres. And, you know, old 97s were just such a huge influence. And, you know, Gillian Welch and, uh, yeah, John Prine, Corb Lund, you know, all these people. It's like very very different and it's such a broad spectrum but uh yeah it's all kind of encompassed within country music too so yeah yeah absolutely so how did you you know you have a very distinct sound um you have a what i would call a real country music sound now how how did you discover that was that is that something is that a way you've always sounded or is it just you kind of uh, trained your voice to sound the way it does. <laughs> you know, I, I guess I don't even really know. Um, I think, you know, when I first started singing, my, my goal was always I wanted to do like uh, punk music. That was kind of always the big thing when I picked up a guitar. And then, um, you know, it, it took a while. I'm not a very good guitarist, by the way, still. But um, it... Uh, Every time, uh, by the time I could actually like learn to play and sing along at the same time, it just kind of came out like that. There's kind of a progressive way that I play. And then um, I think my voice is just, uh, you know, get a lot of uh, people saying it sounds like Johnny Cash. And I think there's just a, a big uh, similarity there. But, um, you know, it's sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, but, no, it's all right. Um, I would say you know yeah the johnny cash is there that sound but i would i would even go as far as saying it's joaquin phoenix playing johnny cash that oh. sound. hey i'll take it <laughs> you know because like yeah. yeah i mean 
Johnny is Johnny, right? But Joaquin yeah. Phoenix singing Johnny is isn't Johnny, but it's you know it it's close enough, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I thought first when I first hear your heard your uh, your oh, voice nice. and your music going. I was like, damn, this is uh, we don't have this out here in New England, that's for sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I love that. <laughs> I love Joaquin Phoenix too. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that's just kind of how it came out, and then. Um, you know, I've been playing in public and writing for about 20 years now. And um, I think we're both trying to like figure out each other's age at this point too, but I think we're pretty close, but I'm, I'm, I'm 40. So, oh, okay. You're a little older than me then. I'm, yeah. uh, I just turned 36. Oh, okay. Beginning of March. So, I'm so much older than you. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not so much. Four yeah. years is nothing. Well, I heard the, the corn freak on a leash thing and I was like, oh, maybe we're about the same, but yeah. Um, yeah but anyway, you know, been doing this like 20 years and um i think the biggest thing people when they start playing it's they're trying to find their voice and even you know even though i could sing you know all those years ago and back in church and and in the car and all that stuff it's like i don't know the more the more you play out in public and the more you write the more you uh gig and stuff it's like you kind of just discover your voice and, and and how you act so yeah i think that's just kind of all come with uh with experience and age as well. So I know sometimes there's a little, there might be a little twang in there, but I, I, I don't necessarily mean for it to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no. So I don't know how, I don't remember how you and I got connected. Um, because it's, there's been so many people, yeah. um, but, um, you know, it's interesting that sound you guys have out there in Colorado because there's a lot of really great, talented bands that, you know, I don't want to say you guys all sound the same because you don't, <laughs> but it's all that same kind of like real country music style that is very, you know, based on following and, you know, all that stuff. Like it's, it's, it's working out there. Like what, what, how does that happen? Like what do you, what do you think it is about, you know, Colorado, where you are, you know, that that enjoys that authentic sounding country music more than, you know, maybe, you know, especially up here. Yeah, well, um, man, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I do think Colorado is a pretty special place. I've been uh, um, a few other spots as well. And I mean, like I said, the broad spectrum of country music can experience or can live anywhere. But um, Colorado, especially, I feel like there is a lot of very talented folks all over and, and a lot of there's a lot of people from different genres too that kind of all can blend together here like uh there's a town just south of uh, where where we are in Lyons, and it's kind of famous for a lot of bluegrass festivals and uh you know there's telluride too but lots of bluegrass pickers and stuff like that and then there's you know a very good uh you know kind of rocky mountain country scene too and I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's not always the, the biggest scene, but people do come out and support and they're, they get very excited about it too. And so, and there's, you know, definitely people who are, uh, very particular about what they would define as country music. And then there's others, uh, who are a little bit more loose with, with it, I would think too. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of talented folks out here too, but, um, yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, bands like uh, Big Richard, which is, you know, more bluegrass and they're blowing up. And then 
Uh, yeah, I know you talked to Shay from Barlow. Those guys are that's amazing. That's probably what it was. That's a, yeah, that's... yeah, that probably was it too. And then uh, our buddy uh, Dano Simpson. If you haven't heard him yet, he's I think he's about to blow up. Uh, younger kid, and yeah, I don't know. There's just a real. Everybody kind of has a unique Colorado voice, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how how best I can define it, other than we just all really like living here, and we <laughs> yeah. And we're all pretty happy, I think. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, from everything I hear, Colorado is like the place to go, you know, minus the snow. Yeah. Well, it snows and then it melts pretty quick, too. But, oh, uh, does it? Yeah. At least where I'm at. I'm on, the, I'm on the front range. I'm not right directly in the mountains, but. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. So, you know, the. So the music you're doing and the, the style you're doing it in, would you say, you know, how you're writing and what you're writing is pretty easy to come by? Like, what do you, where are you drawing? This is, I'm not going to, hold on. I'm going to stop myself because this is the first time I think I've actually asked interview style questions and I'm, I don't know if I like it yet or not, but um, anyway, <laughs> you're so, doing so great. Like, where, are you, where are you pulling all of um, these songs from? Um. Well, it's it's mostly life experience, and then, you know, there's there's a few embellishments here and there, but sure. um, um, yeah, I mean, it, it all this is all kind of a funny process, you know, and uh, everyone's different, and I always love talking to other musicians about it, but you know, I know some people who wake up and write every day, and for for me, I kind of feel like it kind of reaches the boiling point, and then like ten songs just vomit out really quickly, right? <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, all, all these songs are pretty much based on on real life experiences, or at least you know drawn drawn a little bit. So, depending on the song, it just kind of there's a few different stories behind it. Like if if you hear heard our song uh, about polyamory, yeah, uh, I actually did uh, meet a girl on on Tinder, and I just totally didn't read the profile all the way through. Is uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> we, you know we went on uh, a few dates and uh, you know really liked each other, and then she, and then. In Denver, she's like, so, you know, I'm Polly, right? And I was like, oh. And so, you know, she she broke it down for me. And I was like, and after that date, I was like, I came up with the line, oh, my girlfriend has a big boyfriend and a very pretty wife. Because uh, that's what she had. So I was like, I got to I gotta work that into a song. And so. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, at least with uh, saying yes, you can get some, some good songs out of it. But um, uh, so, yeah. And then. Um, you know, even that song uh, off our new album, Crying in the Drive-Thru, that's, uh, I haven't drank for a while, but, you know, I remember, uh, you know, back back being on a bender and <laughs> I was like, I need to feel something. So I went out and, and went, you know, through the drive-thru and probably shouldn't have been driving. I sh Correction, I should not have been driving, but um, yeah. Well, so, we've, all, we've all been there, man. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's been a long time, but I remember the, uh, the darkness of, of being in that moment and then. I kind of joke, we, we turned it into a shuffle. So now it's more of a happy song, but you know, it, cause yeah. I, I, you know, I was listening to some, some of the, some of the tunes you have out and like, I, you know, now you saying it, some of it comes from life experience. Like I, I kind of feel bad because some of your lyrics and, you know, the play on words is just absolutely hysterical. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if that's like intentional or if it's just the way I'm hearing it, but it's like, 
some of it's like laugh out loud funny because it's like oh yeah like that makes a lot of sense like and like it's not something you've heard before you know it's not yeah you know or it is something you've heard before it's just not presented in the way you present it it's just yeah it's 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 very very clever and witty and just incredible oh thank you so much no that's uh that means a lot and uh um you know i i think that's just kind of how I view the world now and how it kind of comes out because um, my, my first uh, real band I was in was a bluegrass band and, and it, it had some, you know, funny one liners, but it was mostly kind of sad bastard bluegrass songs. And yeah, it was all, you know, it, it was back when I was, uh, you know, in the heights of uh, alcoholism. So it was uh, really a lot of sad stuff. And then uh, I sobered up and uh, um, I think my brain just kind of made a switch where it kind of, kind of took the the dark stuff and um i try to make a little bit of a joke about it too because that's just kind of how i deal with some of that trauma so <laughs> yeah yeah so, yeah I, I i hear you man that's that's exactly what i do you know yeah well that's yeah I, I don't think it's you know anything wrong with it it's just kind of a way to way to see new way to see the world and to view uh problems and stuff but um yeah. and you know i i i love john prine he's absolutely one of my favorite writers and um one thing I always say is I, I feel like he could always write some of the saddest songs, but he always had at least one kind of funny line in there, even if it was a very dark funniness to it. So I kind of try to aim for that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really appreciate your, you know, your honesty too, you know, about, about everything um, because it's, uh, you know, and I relate to it because it's, yeah, you know, there are a there is a lot of serious, you know, fucked up shit that happens to us, but you know, the to me the easiest way to deal with it is you know, humor and just yeah. you know, if you what I always say is like if you can't make fun of yourself, who can you make fun of? You know. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and 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 through all this and getting sober, I was like you you just can't take yourself seriously and you kind of have to laugh about all this stuff cuz you kind of have to let go of your ego a little bit. Otherwise right. you're, you get lost in there and it's a, it's a, it's a dark place. And I've, I've learned, you know, I can go back in that well, uh, but I don't have to live there anymore and I don't have to, you know, deal with problems that way anymore. So right. that's kind of a good thing. So, right. Yeah. My wife you know, uh, did say one time uh, when I was writing some of the songs on the last album, she was like, are you ever going to fucking, Hey, everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts. They have hockey. They have indoor football. They have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. Write a serious song again. (laughs) (laughs) No, maybe not. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there are some serious, like, I think they're serious, but maybe, maybe they don't come across that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's your art, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah. Basically. Just kidding, honey. I love you. (laughs) Who who does she think she is? I know. (laughs) Oh man, that's too funny. So, you know, it's, it's funny you bring up, you know, and it's not funny, like, haha, but funny, like interesting. Cause it's, you know, I kind of joked about it a couple of weeks ago with somebody that, you know, it seems like all of my guests this year have had 
some sort of bout with alcoholism or, um, you know, maybe not so much alcoholism per se, but like just don't mm. drink anymore or don't drink in general. Like I, like I almost feel bad. I feel like I almost have to like change the name of the podcast at this point. Oh no, I don't think you do, but um, no, no, it's, it's your, it's your show. It's your podcast, but um, you know, I, I do kind of see it um, in a lot of places and I feel like people are, quitting just to kind of see how it goes and some people just do it for health reasons and you know i'm out here in uh, fort collins just north of denver and we have like you know about 30 breweries in this town right and all the breweries now are like making na drinks just for you know people who want to come and enjoy the experience but they don't want to necessarily you know have to worry about drinking or anything so it's, right. it's very it's very interesting to see kind of uh i think it's more of a culture thing in in many ways too but then you know being out here in colorado a, a ton of people you know smoke weed too so who knows right. <laughs> but right. you know it, it all depends it's it's all such a different journey for for everybody too and you know i'm i'm, I'm a straight edge guy now and i i can't do uh you know any of that fun stuff anymore but <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the way you I, said uh, that yeah no <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I do have, you know, I have a very full and, and fun life too, though. So I'm, I'm, I'm that fun, uh, that stuff was fun in the moment, but I'm, you know, glad I'm, I moved on past it. So, yeah, that's great. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, people, I, I can't tell you how many times people have like stopped me and be like, wow, you must drink a lot of whiskey. That's like, I, I really don't, you know, I, yeah. just, I really don't like I have bottles on my bar here behind me, you know, from where I'm talking to you. And it's like things that I haven't, you know, I've had for like a year plus that I haven't even opened, you know, it's oh just, you know, and a lot of that is because it just keeps coming, you know, and it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting um, journey with all this, as I'm sure it has for you. Yeah, totally. Well, and um, no, I, you know, uh, I'll just give you a little more backstory too, because I I started playing uh, pretty much 20 years ago, just playing open mics, and uh, and then I got you know roped into a, a little blue, bluegrass band and with with a couple of really close buddies and uh, made an album, did some really cool stuff, really cool shows, and then um, they eventually, you know, we were about at the height of our popularity here in, in Colorado, and and uh, they had to kick me out because I kept canceling shows i kept showing up just wasted and finally they were just like you're out and you know i was a founding member member of the band so you know after uh i i just couldn't couldn't get it together i was a, a single parent and uh you know that wasn't good either <laughs> and then um just a, a drunk mess but i couldn't accept it and then finally i kind of had that uh that rock bottom moment and uh turned it all around and luckily had had some resources available and a good uh, community of support and and my uh my son actually was like why don't you play guitar anymore why don't you sing anymore and then he um he really kind of encouraged me and so I kind of got back to it and then we formed uh sugar britches and uh as a sober musician too and that was a, a huge test and I was like I don't know if I can do this without drinking and then now I'm uh you know almost nine years uh, sober and it's it's just keeps getting better and better you know it's not 
not always uh, great, but I, man, I have so much fun playing. I have so much fun writing. I have a good group of bandmates and yeah, I, I am so grateful for all of it. So Damn. Pretty cool. dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good for you, man. Like, oh, thanks. like that. No, really? Like it's, it's incredible when, you know, cause you hear it so many times where it goes the other way. Right. Where, yeah. You know, unfortunately. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. But to, to, you know, recognize what you're going through and like totally change, you know, really who you were to, you know, really in the long run to better yourself, but to better the people around you. Like that's, that's just so much about you, man. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a gift that I've, I've been given. So I'm, I'm pretty uh, fortunate and very happy when I get to, you know, talk with other people about it too. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, I've never, I've been, I've been very fortunate to, you know, I guess I don't mean this in a bad way, but like know my limits. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, luckily I, you know, my addictive personality comes in other forms and not, not with, <laughs> you know, drugs or alcohol. Um, but, you know, I went, God, 35 plus years with um, an undiagnosed ADHD um, pro- problem, I guess you could call it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I know it's not the same thing by any stretch, you know, but it's, it's, uh, it's a slap to reality when you know yeah. you have something going on that you you don't really realize until somebody is like listen you know <clears throat> there's a problem yeah no absolutely and that's i mean i, I don't think that's uh, very different at all or you know on a different level it's you know and and, and when those moments happen in life it, you can either continue with what you're doing or you can say hey i, I need some help Right, and that's that's generally the hardest thing uh, for most people is to say, "I need help," and here's here's what my problem is, and here's where where my limitations are. But uh, you know, I think when you get to that point, when you can ask for help, then you you actually become empowered because you're like, "This is this is where I'm weak, and this is where I need help," and then you're free over that. So yeah, so, but yeah, I'm glad you uh, you were able to <laughs> to get some help beyond that too, because yeah. Yeah, trust me. The uh, these these drugs are the greatest things that happened to me. You know, yeah, it's it's wild. It's totally wild how like chilled out I've become. And you know, obviously, you have your moments of like you know, the hard the hard wiring is always going to be there. But mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing how to manage it, you know, it's 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 such a different world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, sometimes you got to take it a little bit slow and yeah, have, have bad days, have really good days and yeah, sit in some uh, discomfort, but then we, uh, we grow out of that discomfort, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Now, let me ask you now, you said you're nine years sober. Is there any, you know, is it true where it's that whole, like, um, uh, I forget the saying, but they have where it's like, you know, I just, you know, got to get through today or got to get through tomorrow or, you know, what, whatever, mm. whatever that is. Do you still have that feeling where like, um, or ever have a desire to get back into it or not? I'm not like pushing you to do it. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, 
Well, that was your whole purpose of the podcast. Is <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my, my purpose is to make you uncomfortable. So. <laughs> no, you know, that that's a really good question, too. Um, uh, you know, it's been so long since I've ever even thought about drinking to, to deal with anything. Um, I would say the first two years, it was a daily struggle. Yeah. To, like, I was just like, I got to get through today. And I was, uh, you know, going to, uh, you know, my, my special uh, classes and then, um, uh, you know, meeting with my community there to basically get the support I needed uh, pretty much on a daily basis. And, and I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, as the days went by and as the years went by, I kind of just learned how to basically deal with, with problems and, and life problems uh, on a whole other level, because, you know, they say in a lot of this that drinking is just a symptom of it. Right. And the, the real issue is, is kind of a, um, a spiritual, a spiritual one, if you, if you want to go that far, but um, really I just had to, it, it's a lot of uh, um, self-reflection and, and introspection. And I really just had to learn how to, I kind of went through puberty again. I learned yeah. how to deal with my emotions uh, sober. I had to learn how to deal with people. I learned how to learn how to apologize. I had to learn how to forgive myself and forgive others. And, and after that, it, uh, man, I would, I would say after about two years, that desire went away and I haven't really, th- you know, I've, I've gone through some shit, you know, just in the last year that's been, probably some of the roughest stuff since I sobered up and um, drinking never crossed my mind. It's just, it's not an option. It's not a way to deal with anything. And it's, uh, you know, I, I always joke if, if anyone ever pushes it, if they're like, Oh, come on, just have one drink. I was like, I will burn this fucking town to the ground. If you, if I have a drink with you. So, <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I may, probably made that uh, answer a little bit long. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's, it's, it's perfect. You know, I, I, it's, your last comment actually kind of made me laugh a little bit because my uh, one of my best friends in the entire world, like he had a huge problem for for a while um, with alcohol, and you know he uh, he hasn't drank in in years now at this point. And I, you know, we go out, we go to shows, and you know he, he used to live here with us, and mm-hmm. um, you know I used to I bust his balls all the time and be like, "You want a drink? You want a drink? You want a drink?" And like, you know, he was always like, "Nope." But like it was always like you know, when uh, the pandemic started, he's like, I just might, <laughs> I just might. <laughs> um, and you know the joke, the ongoing joke is like, if we ever know like the world is go- going to end at that moment, you know, he's like, I'm I'm drinking, like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if there's a, a zombie, a zombie yeah. situation, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> yep, right on. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I really admire you and, um, appreciate you telling the story. I know it's not always easy, but I think, um, I think it's important to, uh, to do, especially, you know, you never know who's listening, you know? So it's, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. You know, you never know who's listening. So yeah, totally. Well, I I actually, I kind of, I always tell people I kind of sobered up because I used to, well, I still do listen to Mark Marin's podcast, WTF and he's been sober like 20 years and I remember him talking about it. And then eventually it was like the seed got planted. And then, you know, 10 years later for me, I was like, I think, I think it's time. So, yeah. 
So I'll, yeah, yeah, just hearing about it does help. And you know, I know it's it's not for everybody. There's normal normal people like you and uh, and other things like that. And well, I wouldn't. You know, I, wouldn't I, I, I don't. Normal, I don't preach. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't go that far then. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I I don't I don't usually you know preach this uh, from stage. And you know, I play a lot of bars and venues and and honky tonks and stuff. And and I never go out of my way to you know to be judgmental or anything like that. And that's just not not the way to do it that's not what i do right. and i'm I, you know it, it's it's up to the individual but um i'm i'm definitely more than happy to talk about it with anybody and i've got a, a, a you know a couple songs dealing with uh sobriety and, and i'll usually you know just uh kind of give a precursor I'm, I'm i'm a talker on stage too if you if you can tell but i usually do you know like to introduce uh, my songs you know with a little bit of a story too so um, i love that I, yeah. you know, I, you know, I know, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I love that. I love yeah. when, you know, an artist will tell it, tell a little bit of a story behind, behind the songs, you know, and it's, um, you know, I think to me, it helps, it helps the, uh, the connection. Yeah, totally. Well, and it gives a, l- a little bit of context and a little, little bit of, uh, I don't know, personalities as well sometimes. And, and, and sometimes it's great to just dive right into a song and then, I've I've seen performers too where it's just like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't talk in between in between your songs. But, yeah, but um, oh yeah, and, you know, it's just different different strengths for different people. And then um, I don't know. I I like it, and I I generally get a pretty good response. And people, uh, you know, I I figure at least with you know songs like uh you know polyamory, I've I've got to tell the backstory there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, you know, you know, bringing that up, that's a good point. You know, there's talking in between songs and telling you know, talking to an audience about, you know, what the song is about. And then it's a whole different thing if you're talking to, to, you know, like you kind of said, like to preach, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, I'm sure there's a fine line as a performer, but, um, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying there a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, cause I know for me, you know, personally, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, you know, when I go see an artist, you know, I want, I want to hear what they have to say to an extent, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, like, you know, regardless if I agree or disagree with whatever they're saying, I'm a big, like, you know, after a while, it's like, all right, shut up and say kind of, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I, and I get that too. And, you know, yeah, sometimes there's, there's uh stuff that's on my mind as, as well. And, you know, there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, social justice issues that, I do feel the need. I, I'd love to talk about a little bit more, and I, I do feel like it's it's nice to give you know voice to the voiceless in a, in a lot of ways. But you know, there's also I, I think you kind of have to read your crowd and stuff. If if I go to a brewery, I'm not going to give a whole spiel about you know my beliefs or anything. But right, right. you know, but um, yeah, no, I, I agree. There's I think there's a time and a place, and it also takes a you know a certain kind of performer too, and. Uh, and all that but I, I do think it's it's good you know I, I was very quiet about um a lot of stuff for a while and I, I do think it's it's good to speak up for for people who who need a little uh support and and backing in this in this world and in our country too so yeah oh no 100 percent, 100 percent. you know it's it's a crazy world we're living in man it's, yeah <laughs> you know i was in um this is we're going way off off the spectrum here with this show um, I love it. 
but I was in, you know, I was in politics, local, state, and, you know, kind of federal to a point for, for most of, actually all of my twenties. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, right, right from high school, you know, turning 18, you know, I'm a big history guy. So I got in interest of it. And, um, you know, when I got into it, it wasn't, um, as polar, it was polarizing, but it wasn't as polarizing as it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, as I kept going through things, I like, I just got a, a real, um, I'll say sour taste in my mouth for, for the whole process. Oh, I bet. You know, cause it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, when you see how the sausage is made and then you have to hear other people on how they think the sausage is actually made. It's like, I, I don't, I, you know, and it's, it's like religion, you know, you're never going to change anybody's mind. So it's yeah. like, okay, you know, do, do your, you do you, bud, you know, that's great. I'm, I'm happy you have these feelings, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, I just got sick of it. I just got, you know, sick of hearing, you know, sick of having to say, yeah, well, that's not quite how that works. Yeah. You know, or, you know, I, I agree with you, but it's never going to happen because X, Y, Z, or I disagree with you because, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, it's it just, it became too much of a headache. Oh, yeah, that sounds exhausting. It is. It is. <laughs> well, you know? at least you, I, I don't know. I think there's something to to people who want to be civil servants and and serve in that way too. But I, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I mean that that whole game behind all of it is just like it's so nauseating to even think about doing all that. And I I know that they're really good hearted. There's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 Rivers Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fare. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with him. Check him out again, theporchsouthern.com. People, and I've met a lot of really good-hearted people who who serve in that way, but it's, uh, you know, it's all just like, oh, you, you see the bullshit meter go off too. And so it's, yeah. you just can't help it. You know, so. and for me, like I, you know, when I was really in the thick of it, like I became a super keyboard warrior and... Like, it kind of like, you know, looking back, it was like, oh, like, I like kind of like cringe when like my Facebook memories come up. And like, even if I agree with what I said, or, you know, now disagree with what I said, it's like, I still like, like, I cringe and like, go into myself. And I'm like, I can't believe I fucking put that out there for the world. Like, what the hell was I doing? And, you know, it just, but that's just me, you know, I'm, I'm all for people saying and doing what they what they think is you know, best, you know, but for me, I was like, damn, like, <laughs> I, I, I want to run. Yeah. Well, I think you've, uh, you've earned a break for sure. And, uh, yeah. 
yeah it's uh time for a little reprieve for sure yeah oh hell yeah yep yep like so much so that like i i don't even like follow like news sources anymore because i just can't i can't i you know i know enough to get to get through the day and that's enough for me yeah yeah there's a you know the old john prine song spanish pipe dreams like blow up your tv throw away the paper yeah you go to the country build you a home and just like yeah yeah. I mean, but yeah, there's a, I don't know, there's a fine line between, you know, sticking your head in the sand and then also having a good intake of it too. And, you know, oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I, I usually listen to like a little uh, 15 minutes of news in the morning on the way to work and that's it. And then I shut it off the rest of the day. Wait, wait, you, you're working too? I do work. Yeah. No I, shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I have three kids now. And a wife, and then my wife's in school full time right now. So yeah, I'm, so, yeah, I'm working. You, I'm you working. Work. Yeah, so I'm I'm working, and then uh, you know, music is uh is a big uh, job as well behind all that too. So um, I, I wish I didn't have to have another job too, but yeah, it's just kind of you know the the necessary thing, especially now. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, once once she's done with school here, the next year, who knows what'll happen? But yeah, that's. That's awesome, though. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to do, you know, what you need to do for your for your family. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, you know, I like living in a house, so it's nice to. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Colorado can get cold, so living yeah, in a car cool. not be a good idea. Yeah, no, I actually have a pretty cool, uh, cool nine to five too, and uh, you know, they they uh, are very flexible. Anytime I have stuff with family, anything with music, it's just like, yep, go do it. And you know, that's awesome. But, oh, it's it's great. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty uh pretty fortunate in that way too. And then yeah, just uh we we get lots of really cool cool gigs around here and in the West. And uh yeah, lots of really awesome bandmates. And it's always hard to coordinate everybody's schedule. I think that's the hardest thing because all my uh, all my bandmates are in like uh you know two or three other bands at least. So oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Wow. But. I keep them pretty busy uh, with Sugar Bridges, though. And then, now, so where does the name come from? Um, when me and my uh, an, an older buddy uh, started this, uh, God, like five or six years ago now, and um, we were trying to come up with a band name because we didn't want it to be, you know, just our names or anything. Uh, so, if you know, we we went through a couple different options. Uh, the Cousin Lovers, that was a pretty good one. That's and, nice. And, yeah. Um, but uh, we had a, a buddy. The cousin uh, lovers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people that. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's funny. That's awesome. Um, we only play uh, reunions. <laughs> yeah. In West Virginia. That's my joke. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, we had a buddy who uh, she just kind of referred to us as her little sugar britches. So. We're kind of like, oh, let's uh, let's just stick with that, and it, it just kind of felt felt like it was a good fit, and and went with it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I love I love that because you know there's a there's a band out here that you know has has like a very similar sound to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, I would say probably at least ten years ago now, they used to be under the name um, Girls Guns and Glory. Oh, nice. And like, it's a great name. Yeah. And like, in the last few years, like, like, they changed their name because 
I, I don't know the story, so I don't want to, you know, say it, say too, it yeah. gospel, but, you know, from what I've understood, like, you know, they changed, you know, quote unquote problematic. And uh, uh, I was like, but it's such like, you know, it's like such a great name. Just like stick with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so like, it's always, it's always been fascinating to me when I hear, you know, bands or artists that have interesting names and like have, you know, a following and have like a, uh, um, a fan base because, you know, it's not every day you hear it, you know, it's always something yeah. cliche or, you know, it's guns and roses or it's, you know, <laughs> just, you know, especially in country music, it's just the name, you know, the person's name. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of something I thought of too. I mean, when I first even started playing music, I was just like, I was just like, I just don't want it to be my name. And maybe it's because I have a, I think I have a very boring name, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I remember, I think it was the, the guy from Dashboard Confessional. He was like, he just it was like, I just don't want to be egotistical, but I don't know how true that is. <laughs> but Oh, yeah, I so. bet that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, and maybe there's just a little bit less pressure if it's not not my full name too. I can kind of, hide behind the sugar britches if I need to. But I do have people, you know, they'll, they'll shed out, you know, sometimes I'm walking around the like sugar britches. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. That is awesome. No, that's, yeah. you know, I can't tell you, like I've, you know, I've, you know, I put my personal self out there, you know, on, on all of our socials as like the, you know, the face of, of the podcast. And, you mm. know, I'll be at shows and, you know, people will be like, Hey, boots and whiskey. And I'm like, I have a name. I actually, I actually have a name, um, and it's not that. But like, I like, I forget. You know, it's like I know they're not doing it intentionally. It's just, no, yeah. You know, that's how I. That's how they know me. It's, it's loving. I mean, yeah. I guess think what Macho Man Randy Savage had to go through and Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a little different. They've got. I know. I, I I don't know why I could only think of uh, pro wrestlers <laughs> from the eighties at that oh. moment. No, because it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. It, it was great. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm dating myself, but yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's, that's kind of where Sugar Bridges came from. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It makes marketing really easy too, because you can always, you know, reference a lot of sugar stuff and yeah. say how sweet we are. And uh, yeah, it's so marketing stuff is just a, a breeze. Very easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure not a yeah. not a lot of thought needs to go into that. Yep, that's awesome. Now, so <laughs> since you've been doing this, what are some what are some career highlights that you know you you know when you started first playing music that you would like never in a million years is this going to happen and it did. Oh man, well, um, I'd say when we first started playing uh, with Sugar Britches after I sobered up, I kind of just had goals to play like as much as I could really. And I remember that first year we just played as often as we could. And then second year is like, all right, let's get into, you know, one of the, the bigger festivals and, you know, in our town. And that's, you know, we, we did that. And then as the years have kind of gone by, it always gets a, a little bit harder to, to set those goals and define them just because you, the world is so big and, uh, uh, in, in all this as well. But um, I would say like, pretty big highlights uh i mean i've gotten to open up for some of my heroes uh 
we got to open up for Core Blend uh, right before the lockdown in 2020. And uh, he's one of my absolute favorite favorite writers too. So that was a big deal. Um, you know, we got to open up for Winona Jed at, um, there's an amphitheater out here in Northern Colorado called uh, the Mishawaka. And it's right on a, a huge river in a canyon. It's just like, it's kind of a destination venue for a lot of artists. And it's just, there's something really, really cool and magical about it. So just to be able to get to um, play there and open up for Winona and, you know, now we're just like best friends. It's awesome. So yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. She doesn't, she doesn't call, but, oh. but it still was a, a really cool thing. And then, I mean, just, just to be able to do stuff like that. Um, and, and, and honestly, it doesn't even have to be anything huge. You know, we, we've gotten to travel out of state and, um, you know, play in different spots for different people. And, and, and that's a big joy, but really, I mean, just, being able to sing in front of a group of people and then to have them like I, I was uh, playing uh, somewhere Friday and, you know, the whole place is, you know, singing along to a few of the songs. And it's like this, you know, these are words I wrote and this is strangers, you know, singing along to the words. And that's like, I think that's kind of why I wanted to get back into music too, is I, I didn't know how to connect with, with people and, and, and playing music. Uh, that's just such a big connection with people. And you know, even if they connect on a different level than how I wrote it. I mean, that's just extremely cool. And, and I will absolutely love that. So that's, it's a very humbling and a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, prideful moment too. I, I get very proud, you know, just to be able to do this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be such a, a jolt, you know, that's yeah. going to be such a high when you're on stage and like you said, singing songs or singing words that you've written and then, you know, people in the audience just singing it back to you. Like, I can't even, you know, just, just thinking about it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we, we get pretty rowdy sometimes too. And then to, you know, to go from a song about, you know, polyamory or, you know, being drunk and then to go to a really, you know, have everybody get, you know, real, you know, laughing and, uh, you know, talking and, and hooting and hollering and then to get everybody really quiet with a, you know, a serious song. I mean, that's, it's a very, very cool thing too. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm kind of getting chills just thinking about it too. Cause it's, yeah. it, is, it kind of blows me away every time. And I'm again, just very, very lucky to get to do that. And so, yeah, well, I mean, I, I love, I really do. I love what you're doing. I love your sound. It's, it's so unique and just, you know, after talking to you, like, it's so you like, you know, and I don't, <laughs> again, I, that's not an insult by any stretch. Like it is very you. And I love that. Oh, thank you. You know, yeah. it's, you, when you're having conversations like this, like you kind of can tell a lot about somebody, you know, even in an hour and it's like, yeah, damn, like, like I get it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I appreciate that. And, I feel like it, it takes it takes people a long time to find their voices, and I mean, well, and some people find it right away when they start doing this stuff. And for me, it it did take a while, and it, and it's evolved a lot too. And um, I, I hope it keeps evolving, for that matter. You know, I don't want to just keep singing, you know, the same stuff over and over again. And so I'm I'm always excited to do something new and and see where it takes me. But yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, you're very kind words. So thank yeah, you. No, no problem. I mean, trust me, I'm not one to blow smoke up your ass if I don't think it's 
you know, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> so I know, you know, when did you put this last album out? What was it? End of, was it this year? Last year? Why can't it was, it was Last year. Um, okay. We, we put the whole thing out in September. We kind of tried um, a new thing this last year, what all the kids are doing. So we recorded it in January and finished uh, mixing and mastering it around April. And then we started just releasing well, about a single every every month or so. Yeah. And we did, uh, you know, like I think five or six singles. And then we had a big, uh, big album release party at uh, one of the theaters uh, here in Colorado. And um, just to kind of get the whole thing out there. But um, uh, yeah. So anyway, long story short, again, that, that's the name of the next album. Um, yeah. We, we released nothing in September. <laughs> so. Okay, now 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 I don't know if you're serious or not. Is that really the name of the next album? No, it probably isn't. But oh, okay, because <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, do we got a? Are we getting a scoop? What's no, going no. on? <laughs> um, now, do you have? Are you working on another album? As you know, kind of we talk, or are we are you just kind of sitting on? Um, no one cares that it's your birthday. <laughs> you know, I definitely did uh, kind of relax for the rest of the year uh, after September, just because I was so focused on putting everything out and trying to get press and stuff. And then, um, and then this year I've, I've been uh, kind of in a little bit of a funk, honestly, but um, I kind of feel everything bubbling up and I have, I mean, you should see, uh, you know, I've got a notebook and it, if anyone finds it, I mean, it's just, there's just going to be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there, there's a lot of stuff. Dallas Jackson here with Tips and Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tips and Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. The best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at tipsymusic on all socials. Long live live music. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures and whatnot all come from the dirt road scholar supply company a big thank you to those guys out there drsupplyco.com check them out canadian company great stuff check them out bubbling up and it's it's kind of all uh, you know almost ready to go i think and it's so i am uh you know taking some breaks to uh to write and whatnot but like i said i think i told you earlier i feel like my best songs kind of come they all kind of come out right away yeah so and I, I, I do try to, you know, sit down and write too, but it usually just comes when I grab a guitar and, and can kind of relax. So I'm not in a huge, I, I don't try to rush anything. Um, but the cool thing about uh, this last album too was uh, um, my buddy Lance uh, Ruby, who uh, who's the guitarist in Sugarbrook, uh, Sugarbrook, it's not Sugarbrooks. Um, he uh, does a really good job of kind of, I can bounce a song off him and he'll be like, Hey, how about we try this? How about we try this? So 
it's it's been really nice to have him to bounce ideas off of and i mean everyone in the band is is really good about that too but lance really uh made probably half of the songs on that album like really come to fruition so i i really appreciate that about him so that's awesome we'll, we'll have a little writer's retreat here uh here soon but we've got a lot of <laughs> traveling and uh and uh busy gigs ahead of us this summer too so yeah awesome. but yeah so we'll kind of see it'll it'll happen i'm i'm not gonna rush it but no never, yeah, never rush it. it never rush it absolutely not um now what was i gonna say where did because it's a very interesting album title oh yeah where does it come from no one cares that it's your birthday like i'm offended <laughs> well because my birthday is like literally the best day of the year when is it march 4th okay well i missed it this year but you um, did. Okay. You it's fine it's well, fine. so um well and the name of our first album was called uh, don't make her a mixtape yet you idiot <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah thank you <laughs> awesome so it was a mouthful and then in, in coming up with the second one, I was like, I feel like we kind of need to stay a little bit on theme, you know, make it a little bit longer like that. But um, one of the songs we decided to put on, on the second album was the birthday song. And uh, that is, you know, I've been playing in, in bars and all these, you know, and I was, I was in the service industry for a while too. And, uh, you know, the worst thing you can ever say to a musician is it's my friend's birthday. Will you sing happy birthday to him? And so I remember complaining one night to my buddy Johnny about it. And uh, he was like, well, quit complaining about it. Write a song. And so I did. And that's where that birthday song comes from. And I'll, I'll let uh, you and your listeners uh, listen to it. But uh, it's, uh, it's, a very, uh, it's a very offensive uh, birthday song. So. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's definitely what earned the album uh, an explicit uh, rating. So. Yeah, whatever. But, um, yeah, and so I always, uh, it's my favorite thing ever now to just uh, sing that at shows and if if, any, if it's anybody's birthday. So, and I get people coming up to me and uh, they'll just tell me it's my friend's birthday. Will you dedicate that to him? So it's, it's a lot of fun. But so anyway, that's where the title comes because I always say, I heard it's your birthday and I just want you to know no one cares that it's your birthday. So awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah, it's so great. Damn, I should. Well, I wish. I, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> you know, well, thank you. You know, because that's kind of like my, you know, my personality of like, yeah, nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah. You know, oh, good for oh. you. Fuck yeah. Off. You know? Well, no, you know, I'm I'm a pretty nice person most of the time. Yeah, no, too, no, I, you are. <laughs> you are probably way nicer than I ever will be, and I I'm very envious of that. Well, and it's it's kind of the joy of uh, of being on stage and having the stage persona too, as you can you can say all of these things with kind of a little uh, a little mischievous smile, and and everybody who comes to Sugar Bridge's shows know that we're kind of uh, silly fun boys, and we're just uh, little stinkers. So yeah, we we do like to fuck around, and we like to have fun, and yeah, we 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 have a good time. So I'm. Uh, uh, pretty grateful, yeah, to be with a, a, a group of very, uh, very talented musicians uh, in their own right, but they also don't take themselves very seriously, and they have a really good time too. So, it's a it's a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So any uh, so next time it's uh, you know any of your friends' birthday, just uh, look up that song on Spotify or YouTube or whatever, and just copy and paste it on you know their Facebook or text it to them, and they'll get a very uh, lovely birthday message. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I am honestly <laughs> to God, I'm going to do that because oh. you know it would it would. <laughs> I don't think it would surprise anybody. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. Yeah. Brian. Tell me how it goes. <laughs> I, oh, God. I'm going to just blame you. I'm going to be like, listen. Please. I was uh, I was told that, you know, this would work. And I guess I guess it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Brian, I got to I got to say, I, I thank you so much for coming on and really telling telling your story. And, um, you know. I, I think it's important for people to hear, you know, things you've done and gone through. So, you know, to help help them, you know, relate to the music a little bit better. But, you know, just just hear, you know, somebody doing something with their life and, you know, giving hope to people that like anything's really possible. So, yeah. well, well, thank you. No, thanks. Thanks for uh, going deep. And, you know, I, I wasn't really uh, expecting to 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 go that deep on a lot of stuff but um yeah i mean it it i'm i'm living proof you know i was such a i was such a drunk uh it, if i can do it anybody can do it um yeah cuz i i did not think i would uh get out of that alive and and i did and i i know lots of people who have and it's just there's resources out there there's people who want to help and uh yeah you know, yeah. life, uh, life, life's a pretty beautiful experience. So, yeah, yeah, man, it, it really is. And, um, you know, I, I really, I really thank you for, for telling your story. It's awesome. Hmm. Um, okay. But, but I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of like, it fucks up my show a little bit because <laughs> I typically ask like, what's your, what's your drink of choice and, or your whiskey of choice. And like, I, now I, now I feel bad. Like I can't even no, ask. No. No, please, please don't feel bad. I I was prepared for it. I'm I'm a listener, man. So oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah, I listen. I listen to a few. So, well, well um, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, I thought it was just my dad <laughs> listening on repeat all the time. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's it's me. I'm in the shadows <laughs> in Colorado listening. It's actually me uh, on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just over and over. No, um, well, I mean, as as a drunk, I mean. I remember, you know, starting out as, as, a, as a young young kid drinking, and I mean, of course, we'd start with the the Jim Beam and the Jack Daniels, and then um, as as the days went by, and I uh, couldn't afford as much of the good stuff. I mean, it, we went through every bad kind, you know, early times, uh, uh, black velvet that was pretty gross too. So <laughs> I I would buy the cheapest, shittiest uh, whiskey I could buy. So uh, just because that that was the level I was at, and so. <laughs> I'm not going to get any sponsorships or get you any sponsorships out of this, but so bro at this point, neither am I. So yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think probably the last whiskey I drank was probably, was probably black velvet. I was, <laughs> I, I don't even remember. I just, uh, the thought of it, it kind of grosses me out now, but <laughs> no. All right. So yeah. speaking of which I like, I don't know what's making me, think of this but do you and i again we're going deep 
do you remember <laughs> the last drink you had? Um, kind of. It was uh, I, I went on a two week bender, and I had one can of soup the whole week. So I was basically I went through about uh, nine handles of vodka in about two weeks. And so it was basically just a very consistent, like, I mean, it, basically, whenever I smell rubbing alcohol um, or hand sanitizer, I think back to my last drink, just because I was basically passed out <laughs> in my in my room, just taking uh, drinks off of handles of vodka. So <laughs> not not a great memory. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Dude. I gotta say, like, first of all, I'm I'm so sorry if I went too far with any of this, but oh no, it's it's so it's so fascinating to me, you know. I know I, I know that probably sounds really fucked up, but you know it is. It's it's very interesting to you know hear people's story, and I like I really really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to talk about it, and uh, hopefully it, it helps someone out. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, and like I said, even I'm. You know, I'm I'm laughing about it now. Luckily, I can laugh about it, and you know, a lot of my uh, friends who you know uh, who have gone through the same thing. I mean, we we talk about all this stuff, and we laugh and howl, and it's and it's it's some of the most fucked up stuff you've ever heard. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. You know. <laughs> but again, like we said earlier, you know, if if, if you're not laughing at yourself, yeah, and, you know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm a big fan of you know making jokes out of serious situations. And, yep, <laughs> you know it gets me in a lot of trouble sometimes, but it's like whatever. Like yeah, you make, like... you make the party that way. It's it's, right. it's a good time. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. yep, no more whiskey. It's usually uh, I'll usually have some uh, kombucha if if a place has it. Or the fuck did you just uh, say? What is that? What some kombucha? Can bless you. What is that? kombucha? Oh what man, is... it's a it's a real good hippie drink. Oh, I, I actually have it out there in New England, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they might out in like Western Mass. Oh man, where it's like a fermented uh, drink from a from a mushroom. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of gross, but it's also uh, <laughs> kind of gross. I love the way you. It's kind of gross. Oh, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. But and kombucha's come a long way in the last twenty years. It's a lot better. They have you know good flavored ones too. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've got the the quinoa cowboy song, the song about being a hippie cowboy, and I'm I'm definitely more of a hippie cowboy. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> love it. I love this yeah. shit. This this is like <laughs> this is like my favorite every week. Oh, you. <laughs> You know, no, because I never know what the hell deal. I'm going to get ever. Yeah, I bet not. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I have no idea. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. This is great. Yeah. No, I've I've had a great time. I feel like I could talk to you for forever, man. Yeah, You're man. A good I, like, I I appreciate you saying that. You know, that's kind of like my whole my whole hope here. You know, is that it? Just you know, everybody has fun. You know, it's yeah. You know, if you're not having fun, what are you doing? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. No, you're a you're a good host and I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I really do because I'm probably gonna say something that I probably shouldn't say right now, but like I've been kind of like comparing and contrasting myself to like other uh, I guess country music podcasts that are out there. Mm-hmm. Like I just haven't been impressed. 
probably sounds probably probably sounds super arrogant, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's just so it's so different. Like we just it's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, you know, it's not the way I I would do it. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Now, well, that, I, now that I sound like a total fucking douchebag. No, uh, no, 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 no. Well, I, you're good at it, and uh, uh, <laughs> being uh, a douchebag. Thank you. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, see you later. No. <laughs> um, I'm sure. No, a lot of people uh, I know. I met your. I met you're a good host, so I think you, you. It's good to take pride in your work too. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I appreciate mean, that. It's all uh, you know, different different strokes for different folks too. Because yeah. yeah, I listen to a, a few interview shows as well, and my wife listens to a few, and uh, and I'm just I can't get into it. And it's, yeah. You know, it's just a, a different thing for different people. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, not. You know, you have to have a certain again it sounds so arrogant and fucking douchey but you know you have to have a certain um personality i think to be able to also kind of hold a conversation you know and not you know off the cuff because you know if you were to if you were to be in my office right now like there's no notes in front of me i haven't you know i haven't like oh i'm gonna ask brian this question like no i don't you know it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. no i love that that's that's amazing because I feel like if I was going to interview somebody, I'd probably have to write like an essay or something just to no. make sure I, I'd have bullet points or something. So, no, no, nope. you know, yeah. I, I come into every conversation not knowing pretty much anything, you know, <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of that is based on time restrictions for myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet. You know, I don't have time to sit and research people for hours and hours and hours. Okay. Like, I don't, you know, and it also makes the conversation more authentic, where it's like, I didn't know you were going to say, you know, what you said tonight. So it's yeah. like, holy shit, like we're all learning something. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think that is very cool. So Yeah. All right, Brian, I'm chewing your ear off. I appreciate you um, coming on. Get back to your get back to your family unless they're in bed already. But I mean, it's what, four o'clock on the West Coast? So. Oh. Yeah, I think it's like seven. So no, no, they're all just waiting in the car. Like with the windows up, yep. Awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just Perfect. I, I, no, the window windows are down. I got a bowl of water. Oh, good. Awesome. Perfect. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no, it's all good. They're they're quarantined to downstairs, and I'm upstairs. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But no, right. I appreciate it. No, thank you for taking time too. Man. Yeah, Brian. Anytime, yeah. man. Anytime. Yeah. No. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Great conversation. And uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate absolutely. you. Oh, I appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And you know, really. Anytime you got something going on, just let me know and, you know, we'll shoot it out there for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Thanks so much. Yeah, buddy. No problem. All right. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Brian. I did. Brian is like the coolest dude ever. He really is. You know, we were texting actually yesterday. Um, and I had asked him, I go, bro, where, where, you're in Colorado, where exactly? And he said, Fort Collins. And that's why we made the joke about uh, bumfuck USA at the very beginning. Uh, nothing against the good people of Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, you know, Marla Hooch was from there. And for anybody that knows that reference, you are now my best friend. But um, so anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today again. If 
big thank you to Brian. A big thank you to the Allegheny High that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. And thank you for being on the show this also this week. Um, tune in on Tuesday. We will have another episode um, with Travis Denning. And we also have another episode coming out next Wednesday. I know it's a lot of episodes in a two-week period. We haven't done that in uh, fucking months. So four episodes in two weeks. It happens. Um, next Wednesday is our Whiskey Wednesday monthly episode with Robbie Goldsmith from Silver Belly Whiskey. Um, for those of you that don't know, that is Alan Jackson's whiskey company. Um, so a big thank you to everybody that's been on the show the last couple of weeks. We've been super busy. We thank you so much. Um, I'm going to try to put out July's schedule next week. Um, but we do have... You know, a little bit of some, you know, I think maybe a little couple of people out there that are interested in what we're doing. And I'm hugely flattered of that. And we, um, you know, seem to be having some of the same similar guests on, which is which is cool. Um, so I don't know if we're going to send it out quite yet, just so nothing gets... Um, Overlapped, And there's a few things that are in the works of people coming on in the next week or two that I'm going to try to get in and yada, yada, yada. You don't need to know all the technical bullshit. But anyway, so again, big thank you for everybody that's tuning in. If you haven't already, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, the whole nine yards. Listen to us on our on your favorite podcast platform. Like, follow, subscribe, share, rate, comment. Whatever you want to do, it helps us immensely. Again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight, today, whenever the hell you're listening to this. Always remember here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, real country. Until Tuesday, guys, thank you so much. Keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all.